0: Hi, I'm Natalia, I'm Gen Z. I'm Molly, a millennial. This is
1: Arnisia, Generation X.
2: And I'm Micah, the
1: Boomer. And, and we are Game Talk. Talk.
2: Four women, four generations, four unique points of view.
0: Hello and good morning. Um, As we continue to adapt to our new lives in quarantine, there's a common theme surrounding social media of using this extra time to be productive in ways that we couldn't really do before. You now have the time to start your weight loss journey, write that book you always put on the side, or even start to draw up a plan on turning your side hustle into your new source of income. I mean, once the economy recovers. But along with these new expectations on how you should spend your extra time, the pressure to be productive can actually have the adverse effects on lots of people who might not have the same mindset, which can actually be damaging to others in the long run. But since there's always more than one side to a story, today I'd kind of like to focus on discussing with you dames on how you feel about this new wave of productivity expectations and how they should be handled or... Not to be so judgmental towards yourself if you don't meet them. So, ladies, why don't we start off with how have you guys been coping in general kind of with the quarantine so far?
2: So I can jump right in. I have, um, and I think I've said this before on other podcasts, I've been embracing my int- my inner um, introvert and um, mm-hmm. just uh, embracing my life being a little slower, not having to have anywhere to go, not having a set schedule necessarily. And then when I feel the need to really have fresh air, um, or get outside, I'm fortunate enough to have a backyard and a deck. So I kind of, that's how I get my, you know, uh, nature and, um, you know, any just fresh air, uh, You know, opportunity uh, rather than feeling like I have to get out and about um, because I, quite frankly, I am very nervous about COVID-19 and it's something that I'm avoiding uh, majorly and I don't want to get it. So I'm not one of those people that says, well, you know, if I get it, I get it. I don't want to get it. So I'm taking every precaution I can not to um, and trying to look more on the positive sides of, of what it's done for me as far as just settling me down a little bit.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely also trying to see, like, the positives of what we've been dealt with. I mean, I know that kind of sounds weird, like, looking at the positive effects of a global pandemic. But I think, like, one of the biggest things that we need to kind of get used to is just, like, finding the silver lining in something that's, like, so completely awful. And I guess kind of, like, roll with the punches. Otherwise, we might just get, like, to a form of complacency that's not even like not productive but just like healthy for everyone yeah 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 so for me I don't know about you guys but I kind of um I unfortunately am one of those people that thinks in extremes um so when I do think about this new theme of productivity and oh you should like use this to your advantage I think that um the two main like sides to this story are one Uh, You don't have to feel bad for not being super productive every day. You know, we are in a new situation that I don't think anyone in definitely in my generation has ever been through or anyone in, I don't know, the past two generations or something like that. Um, So it's it's just we feel really bad for not like, you know, building Rome in a day or something like that. But the second extreme uh, is like you now have the time to do things that you've always wanted to do. So you shouldn't waste it. Um, so I was just wondering, like, which one of these sides do you, do you all like kind of lean more towards?
3: So I can say, um, I kind of, I think that's a, that's an interesting way to look at kind of like the two sides of it. Um, mm-hmm. for me, I feel like those aren't actually the two sides. Um, I'd say for me, those are, uh, uh, kind of two variations of a similar thing um so it's looking at for those people who do suddenly have more time on their hands um and i think the luxury and the privilege to be able to um to either start something new follow your dream that you've always been putting aside or to you know relax and and you know take time for yourself i would say a huge portion of the country and and you know, maybe the majority of the country, those aren't their options. Um, love mm-hmm. extra time. <laughs> um, I think a lot yeah. of people who are parents who are now working and they they're trying to work full time. They've got you know one, two, three more kids at home who they're trying to get through school. They're trying to keep them fed, keep the whole thing together. Um, I think parents who have lost their jobs are in a completely different set of stressors. Um, you know once again, trying to help their kids and be there for their kids while also looking for a new job and navigating really, really complicated um, safety net systems right now. Uh, and I, so I think, and then there's also the other side, like for me, you know, my partner and I are very privileged and lucky that we still have our jobs, we're able to work remotely fully, uh, but we're both even busier than we were before. So we're working more than full time. So we don't necessarily have new free time that we didn't before. Um, so I think, so I think for me, that's where I get into a little bit of this challenge with this idea that people should be, um, kind of the pressure to, you know, quote unquote, make the most of the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. because the truth is, is, that most people don't, aren't in that boat where they can do that. Um, and so I think it's mm-hmm. anyway, I think it's just, for me, it's, it's really challenging to think about because so many people, um, you know, are not experiencing the pandemic that way.
2: So Molly, I think that's an interesting point because who is driving this whole you mm-hmm. should be doing more and who should be, you know, because that person clearly is, I think, in a, a position to be able to, you know, what or that yep. the group that's driving that, right? Because there's a lot of moms out there. They're not saying, oh, I need to be doing more. Right. They're saying, I need help. <laughs> yeah,
3: right. Like, I'm just trying to hold it together here. <laughs> right,
2: right. So it's, it's <clears throat> you know, we, we, we talk about the fact that we hear we should be doing more, but we don't really talk about, you know, peel away the layer a little bit more of saying, who's really driving that and why, you know, I I just thought about that when you said that I'm like, yeah, she's right. That's the majority of people in America are not in a position to write that book. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, (laughs) they actually probably were better off before, you know, they might've had a little bit more time. Um, So I don't know if you guys have ever given it any thought around who's driving this conversation uh, and what could be the benefit from, from their perspective. Uh, It just kind of hit me.
0: Mm. I mean, I think it's definitely my generation because, um, you know, for most colleges, like the last semester just ended, um, schools wrapping up for high school students. Um, We don't really have the full, like, responsibilities that, um, like, the next couple generations has, um, like, with kids or with a full-time job that they still have to worry about, um, things Mm -hmm. like that. Like, we are lucky enough, I guess, with our, like, you know blissful youth where we don't have to worry about if you know the bills are going to get paid or how am i going to support my family if i don't you know have a stable job because they're laying off workers or you know how am i going to feed my kids if i'm not even able to go to like to the grocery store because everything is like gone so i think it's definitely the privilege of us being young enough to have that time to even think oh you know i have some downtime right now like I should make the most of it mm-hmm. like yeah I, don't yeah, know. I think sense. I think it just comes with the privilege of not having that type of responsibility that um makes us kind of think that we should be doing more or like mm. we're always expected to do more at school or like um in high school you always do different extracurriculars different clubs uh, you do community service to get into college in college you do it to get a job or go to grad school So we always have that mentality of, oh, I should be doing more um, to like better myself or better my opportunities. But now it's a completely different playing field. And we don't have the same like situations as everybody else. Some people could be living in a nice suburb where they can go running every day or they can, I don't know, start like a new uh, exercise program that they can go to Whole Foods and have like their organic, you know, groceries and stuff. But there's other people that are like in, you know, New York City that um, live in a small apartment with like other family members or they don't have the opportunity to go outside because there's too many people or there's just not enough space. It's just, I don't know. It's just very different for each situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, it
1: make, You know what? That makes a lot of sense, Natalia, that it's the, that is Gen Z um, with that, that what you just described just mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. You know, I, I honestly am in the camp of these are unprecedented times. The yeah. last time that this happened, I think it was 1919 or 1918 yeah. with the Spanish flu. Yeah. Um, so none of us, you know, not even our parents, maybe if we're you know, fortunate enough to have really old gra- grandparents, um, would know what, what, what this is like. So I'm really in the camp of do what you need to do mm-hmm. to make you mentally better and emotionally better in this yeah. season right Mm -hmm. you know so what, what whatever that is if it's for your generation finding a a way to give back or to do something with your time to be more productive if that is something that is going to help people cope with the situation that we're in especially if to your point you don't have the pressures of paying bills you don't have the pressures of a family at this stage so if it's Let me find a way to give back. Let me find a way to make the world better. Mm -hmm. If that is what your generation is doing to get through this, then I say, go for it. But the issue becomes the pressure that's associated with it. And just under these circumstances, really nobody, I I think that tensions are so high and nerves are so short that any additional pressure can cause people to go off you know, for for the slightest, slightest reason. So, you know, I think more than anything, this should be a time of greater tolerance for other people, um, extending more grace to people um, because I coping with this in, in, in different ways. And we're all, you know, in, in, in the tough situation in one way or another. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely.
2: I almost think about, I mean, really, Anisha, what you're talking about around, your mental health and doing what you need for you for your well-being there's a need here now more than ever for mental health care providers to be out there in the forefront somehow giving you know I I think about my book club and my book club in some ways becomes like my mental health outlet right because these are women I'm very close to and, and we talk about all different topics like how do you find your, you know, group that helps you cope and helps you through this? And, you know, or is there, you know, a mental health provider or a book or, you know, to me, it's really about the mental. Um, and I agree with you, Anisha, around how do you find that? I think that's, it's it's good to say, yes, this is what we need, but how do women find it And and and, you know find that um group or that person or you know where do you go yeah
0: I think especially for it it doesn't matter like the generation in this case like for students to people who are in high level working jobs this whole like shift in routine is really like unsettling for a lot of people that have like this set schedule like I know for me even just as like a college kid I'm used to, you know, going to class, getting my daily interaction, you know, even like walking through class, um, going to work, things like that. And then there's like parents. Oh, they go drop their kids off at school, um, take them to soccer practice or like go to work, things like that. And the fact that you can't do that anymore, like you don't notice how good that stuff makes you feel or how like set it kind of makes you feel until you can't do it anymore
1: yeah that's
0: true yeah Mm -hmm. so I think the, the big thing is like it's trying to I guess mask this feeling of like not doing enough with oh you know I can't do this anymore but maybe I should be doing this instead where I can do it at home or I can do it with my kids I think it's just we're trying to like replace how we used to feel but the added pressure of like you should be doing those things is just kind of doing the opposite especially for people that just want to like take their time and relax because they didn't have the time before I mean if they can
3: yeah right right yeah I think it's interesting though on like who is pushing this narrative (laughs) Mm -hmm. on like that everyone must have all this free time now yeah Um, and I think it's I think it's a really good point about being Gen Z who to your point Natalia like your experience of this is very different than than other people's and I think that's uh I'm super excited to see all the creativity and the things that come out of uh your generation um you know that might come out of your generation during this time will be really interesting um I also feel like There's just there's a lot of uh, influencers on social media um, Mm -hmm. who, you know, are continuing trying to, you know, at the end of the day, they're trying to get paid as well. And so they're, you know, kind of pushing this very kind of rosy colored um, look on on all of this, which is can be helpful. But I think it can also, you know, mask the the um, the reality and kind of the struggles that a lot of a lot of folks are facing. Um, Yeah. And I also was just <laughs> was just thinking, I also think it comes a lot from just various people and various voices across uh, media. So not necessarily just the news, but like I'm thinking about the podcasts that I, the other podcasts, you know, that I, I regularly listen to. And um, my, uh, my partner listens to a lot of sports podcasts. And now these these podcasters don't have any content. <laughs> <laughs> to talk about that yeah. so they're like, Oh, so what do we do in our spare time? And so yeah. all of these different places where we get our, get our media and our news from, um, I think there are a lot of people who, because their lives have changed so much, um, you know, they're recording at home or they're recording less or they have less content or whatever it might be that then that's kind of seeping into just kind of everything that we're hearing as well because that's coming from their point of view too
1: yeah
2: you know Mm -hmm. so you're saying oh no go ahead micah no i was gonna say so you're saying they're trying to make content by doing things
3: or they're just talking about how much free time they now have and so oh, it's coming, okay. it's kind of coming, it's almost seeping into our subconscious that, oh, we should have oh, all this free time. Okay. <laughs> you know, they're telling us about <laughs> all the that they have, so I must wear my free
1: time. <laughs> so, I, I think that some of it also comes from the fact that people are talking about how much they've been binging different programs, right? Mm-hmm. So all mm-hmm. of the streaming services are advertising their new series and people are watching eight, nine, 10 hours straight of of a new, you know, of a new program. So I think that that also feeds the fact that people are saying, I don't have, you know, I don't have much to do. So I can now spend 10 hours watching a series <laughs> on Netflix. Or, True. You know. So I, I think that that's part of, you know, part of, of, of what's feeding it as well. And, you know, I want to go back to what something that Micah started talking about in terms of having a group. You know, we talk about our kids finding their tribe, right? As As parents, you want your child to, to find their tribe, be it in high school or in in college, because that's really your group, your support group. That could be one person, two people, but it becomes your support group of people that are like minded. That mm-hmm. that way, you it, they'll help you. You know, you you're there for each other. You support each other. You know, you go through things together, and that really becomes your your tribe. And that is what I feel that. Um, people are turning back to or are seeking right so when you have the other things that natalia mentioned in your life when you have your your colleagues when you have the other parents at your child's school when you have other group the people you work out with when you have the people that you go to church with when you have those groups you or you have your tribes already in place for you Right. So those are things you just float from one tribe to the other and you always feel grounded. You tend to feel pretty grounded because you're supported in each one of those groups. Well, now our tribes have kind of been taken away from us. And I think that people Mm -hmm. are trying to to find I'll say your physical tribe is has been taken away from you. So we're trying to find ways to either rebuild that tribe virtually. and, And I'm just going to say for me, it's not the same. Yeah, it's just, it's just no. not. For me, I have my girl, my closest girlfriends. We talk once a week. It's not the same as us all being next to each other when somebody says something funny where you're able to touch their shoulder or when somebody is crying and you need to console them, you're able to hug them. It's It, it just isn't the same, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not the same as me walking into my church and greeting the people that I love and that we have, again, we're like-minded people and being able to connect on a different le- level. It's not the same watching my pastor you know, stream. Don't get me wrong. It's better than nothing, but it's not the same. And I, I feel that that is what's beginning to take an emotional toll. I mean, it's great. I can't, Micah, unlike you, I'm not, a, I, I don't, I can't stay in the house. I just, I can't, More. <laughs> well, I, I, I just physically, I just physically can't, you know, really. And I've always been that way, you know, when I was a kid, put me under punishment. That will destroy me if I can't go outside. So, For me, taking my walks has been very, very helpful. But even taking your walks, when people are, when you get near someone, people really distance. They're making sure there's more than six feet between you, you know? So even that's different. And I feel that in this season, when you're trying to find, you've lost your tribes in the traditional way, and you're trying to find that connection in other way, ways that it's taking more of an emotional toll on us than we may want to admit.
2: Emotional and mental. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially sure. if you're, from what I'm hearing, if when you're working and you have a ton of Zoom calls all day, the last thing you want to yeah. do is get on a Zoom call with your friends and connect. And it's not because you don't want to see your friends, but it's just like I don't want to do another Zoom or you know Google Meet or whatever it is. <laughs> So that's also, you know, kind of eliminating that contact that you might normally be more excited about if you weren't doing it all day. Um,
1: See, I actually feel differently than that. And I mean, I and, and the reason why is when we know as professionals, you're on when you're in a work setting, you're on, right? You just have to be. So even in a Zoom environment in your room or in your wherever you are, when you're interacting with your colleagues, you still have to be on. When you are with your friends on a Zoom call, you don't have to be on. You could just completely let go and, and just be yourself. And I'm saying this yesterday, I had a Zoom call. You know, I, I have a mentorship program at my church, and we had a Zoom call with our mentees. Well, even in that situation, I'm a mentor, so I need to be on. You know, whether it's talking to, we were playing games and we were doing things with them online um, on, on Zoom. So it was great, but I still needed to be on. Directly right after that, I got on a call with my friends. And it's almost like my whole body just, just relaxed. And, and, and I don't want to say deflated. That's not the right word. But I physically just felt my posture change, my facial expression, just everything just relaxed. Because I knew I was in an environment where I could completely be me and I didn't have to be on, mm.
3: That's so, and i I feel like we should we should dig into that in another episode sometime on why you feel like you have to be so different uh, in a professional setting, but I, I understand as you know being a mentor for sure uh, you have to you have to and exude that that level of professionalism and, and um, confidence that you know, we get to let down a little bit with our friends, but I, I agree with, um, I actually agree with what Micah said. Like I'm on zoom calls and Google hangout and Go-To- go to, day to- day, uh, all day, five days a week for work. Uh, and so then when we do have, you know, social, you know, a zoom happy hour or, you know, whatever it is, it's really hard um, because, yeah. yeah, I've been on a screen all day. Um, and so that's the thing that I think looking back when I was in the office and even if I'd have a day where, you know, I'd have a lot of meetings back to back, it was always really draining. But then I would come home, I would at least then you're having a break from a screen, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when you're in an in-person meeting versus when you're in Zoom meetings all day. Uh, you're just you're staring at that screen constantly and so there's no break and there's no kind of built in the I think a lot of the socialness that happens in the office and so you lose that and then when you try to then it, it's hard for me to transition then to like a social zoom because then I'm just staring at the screen again um and so it's it, um yeah so for me that's been really hard but it has been nice to be able to connect with um wow. You know with family and, and friends on you know on virtual i don't want to keep plugging zoom but you know on zoom
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we should be sponsored by zoom then
3: <laughs> yeah but like you know like in a lot of ways like luckily this i don't want to s- luckily sound so terrible but like it's good that this pandemic is happening in 2020 and not even 10 years ago yeah. 15 years yeah. ago oh it would have been so much yeah. harder 20 30 yeah. like it would have been so right. much harder to stay connected so
2: Although, would there have been less pressure because that's true because you couldn't be so connected? So, there'd be, you know,
3: right? So, Mm kind of think about
2: that. I mean, I well, I think then you'd also definitely
0: have the free time because we didn't have the same like technology where you could do your home, I mean, do your work from like home where you have like a laptop and stuff like that if it was like 20, 30 years ago, you know. Right. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. So we'd have a. So maybe you actually would have the time to like do the things <laughs> that
3: you wanted to yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> right You'd point. have a lot more relaxed yeah. people. I, I, yeah.
2: It's funny because when um, Natalia was talking about Gen Zs and all, all the things that they're expected to do, I felt bad because, well, one, we've all been in that position, but it's like the pressure that's put on people. And it starts so young, this expectation that you have to excel and you have to prove yourself and be better than that next person. That's draining. And, and that's really the life that's yeah. been created for people. And we can all think about our own situations when we were in college, but I feel like it's just getting more and more and more pressure to be, you know, the next, was it Greta Thornburg? you know, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So and because you see her now everywhere, whereas before, you know, when you got the newspaper or the magazine, there was a lag, and it was, it wasn't as, you know, content was much more contained, so I didn't feel the same pressures, I think, that you feel, Natalia, when I was at the same age, and I felt bad for you when you were talking about it, in, in a sense of, like, wow, a lot of your freedom or or even you know childhood is spent trying to figure out how to to be better and do more you know um so
0: yeah I mean it's pretty hard sometimes I mean it's it's especially hard now because like when you think back in time like first college was not that expensive like I think there was this old um it was a post on Instagram or something someone had found their grandfather's like Harvard tuition bill, and it was like a hundred, two hundred dollars for like a semester. But now, like, people have to compete for scholarships because it could be like twenty, thirty thousand dollars for one semester or one year. Um, and you always have to compete with people for, uh, like, oh, this person was captain of the swim team, but this person only did like 30 hours of community college. I mean, community service. We should let this person into our school like our school instead of this person so it's just very competitive especially now because like you really won't get like good I guess like high tier jobs unless you have like a bachelor's degree some people can't afford to go to you know um like get their bachelor's or anything like that some people don't have the time maybe they have their own families or everybody's situation is so different but it sucks because we're all in the same type of like system and the same type of mentality to serve the same expectations. If you know what I mean?
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We got to change the system. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: I hope we can someday, maybe, maybe not in my lifetime, but hopefully for like my kids or my grandkids sometime, you know?
3: Oh my goodness. I hope in your lifetime. (laughs) I mean, that
2: would be nice. (laughs) I mean,
3: maybe the pandemic
2: will make, will make people, hopefully people are thinking and maybe they'll be, bell a little bit in other words mm-hmm. you see a lot of companies are saying you know what we're going to allow our employees to work from home indefinitely you know like that's going mm. to be an option on the table now you yeah. know so that there I think there are going to be certain uh for a lack of a better word, rights people are going to feel that they should have now because mm. it, they're showing that it can work so you know what I don't have to get on the train if you're in a major city every day or I don't have to get in my car every day and drive far to my job if I can work for you know, if I can balance it out a few days at work, a few days at home. So maybe that will open up once we're on the other side of this, some more some things that help people get that time back um in a different way.
0: Yeah and i'm kind Absolutely. of like um like a die hard feminist or whatever but um <laughs> whenever i like when you were talking about like rebelling and like kind of taking this extra time and maybe you know being able to actually work from home like that being an option i don't know my mind just automatically went to maternity leave Like America does not have the best, uh, you know,
1: uh,
0: uh, procedure, I guess, or like allowances for new mothers, even new fathers, like single dads should also get the same, you know, if they're in the same situation, why not have the same like time off, but it's still not enough. The fact that what right now it's maybe a couple of months after pregnancy, maybe a a year at best, if you get a good company, a year of staying with your newborn child is not enough time you know and then you have to go back to your corporate job every single day instead of oh i think you know what my daughter has a dance recital today i'm gonna work from home so i could get twice as done so i can you know go see her dance it's I, i don't know i i would hope that people would rebel and like kind of take this time where if you know working home works for them or if you know certain things that are different because of the quarantine work then they could like carry on into when you know things I guess kind of return back to normal but sorry to go
3: off on a tangent like that but yeah well I think we just we need to build a new normal yeah oh my god I think we can't go we can't go back to normal like what quote-unquote normal was before yeah. was not working was failing for the vast majority of people yeah so we need to we can't go back to that and we shouldn't I think we shouldn't want to we should we need to build something new yeah. And I think, Molly, I,
2: I've actually d- could uh, put together a webinar around new normal versus temporary normal versus it's just more, more added on to what we're already dealing with. Mm-hmm. And right. the whole point around new normal, and I think you just made that, is those are standards set by people, generally white men.
3: Yep. Those are yep. That's yep.
2: their normal, and they've put it on everybody else to adhere to. So it's not everybody else's normal. Um, so I think you bring out an excellent point. And it's also for a lot of marginalized people. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not like it, this is not normal, but their lives aren't normal based on the standards that have been set, right? So this is just one more challenge that's added on to all the other challenges. If we look at COVID yeah. and we look at who it's really affecting and the communities it's affecting, it's highlighting what we already knew the poor and people of color yep. are struggling more than anybody else in the U S. Um, but to kind of go along with that, like
0: yeah, not to say like, Oh, all problems are like, you know, created by people that are not minorities. But um, I think a big part of why we're feeling so much pressure or why like my generation is only thinking of like, Oh, free time, you know, no responsibilities is because of the lack of visibility like, yeah, we do have like the internet and there's multiple sources of information that are coming in where we could learn about how, you know, a family in the Bronx is living with like five relatives in one small apartment or like how um, one like stay at home white mom who lives in a you know huge mansion is actually using her, you know, abundance of wealth to go out and like give food to people in impoverished neighborhoods, something like that. But I think the type of information is like filtered per generation like for me i i originally was thinking like oh all this free time you know i have to do stuff but that's only because my generation is only seeing that oh i'm so bored today like i have nothing to do quarantine sucks like the 105th time that i've come downstairs to eat like my whole fridge and now my family has to go grocery shopping and like for people that are kind of like in older generations they're seeing like oh this amount of people died today or these people are like throwing you know protest parties or something like that um like for the beaches that are reopening um and they're seeing like the real serious parts of the pandemic but then when it comes to my generation it's like kind of filtered out and it's it's not like as broad i guess so in a way, there's kind of like an information deficit between people, and it's like dividing us in a way
2: that it should be connecting. Or so it's how it's you're really how you're filtering. I think you said that yeah. how you're filtering what you're seeing. So, and I think that's proven by politics. Yeah, it's how it, you look at things the way your filter processes them. Yeah, and that's how you receive them, and then that's how you yeah. take action. And, and I mm-hmm. think you so, know, I mean,
1: are we. I don't think we can only just point to external issues um, in terms of being responsible for our actions. Like I think that mm-hmm. there are things that we are exposed to that we just don't act on, you know? And it, yeah. if you, it's, it's, it's like you are, somebody is in, in front of front of you and they are, let's say they hate to say it, but they're getting beat up. Right. And, you just kind of walk away or walk by it without doing anything. I'm not saying you break it up. I'm saying, what about, did you pick up the phone? Did you call 911? Did you, you know, like some people oftentimes see, see things and just don't want to do anything about it. I mean, we, there are people that, it's six degrees of separation, that have no food to eat now. Like, I, I, I think mm-hmm. you just mentioned, Natalia, mm-hmm. you know, go down to your refrigerator for the fifth time. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, some people have the luxury of being able to just eat and eat and eat, but they are families that have no food, you know, that yep. are living off of food pantries, you know, that mm-hmm. are people are being kind enough to buy them groceries and but when you, when you think about it from that perspective, I think, you know, yeah, we think about the, the big issues, the big things. But sometimes it's the really small things that are right in front of you that we choose to ignore or think it's someone else's problem, you know. And, and yeah. that's one of the things that personally, you know, I struggle with. I'm not saying that if you have to do everything. I'm saying do what you can. You know, if if you know that there's someone that's in need, it's not a big deal if you have the privilege of being able to go shopping yourself It's not a big deal to say, let me spend $50 and get a gift card for them and give them the gift card at the supermarket. So that's $50 more than they had, you know, and they can go and buy whatever, whatever they want. It's the putting our head in the sand in this, in this season of this pandemic and not helping other people when they need it. That's the thing that gets under my skin.
0: Yeah. I think that actually kind of goes back to the visibility issue just because, um, like, think of a a kid in my generation that's like growing up in an upper class neighborhood, you know, knows nothing of, um, you know, hardship or having to work for things that he has, even if his parents are like, great, and they're very loving, um, he'll never understand that type of lifestyle. And even on social media, obviously, you know hardship and stuff like that that's not really like glamorized like oh wealth and power and money and stuff like that so obviously um, I mean unfortunately like important issues like um, you know gaining empathy when you have that privilege to you know help out it's not really coming up first in their minds that's true if you know what I mean yeah so it's just it it kind of ties in like the way you're brought up but also what you see every day and like what you you know are opening yourself to to be influenced by because like for me I I'm definitely not rich but I'm not you know uh struggling day to day I'm a middle class person so I kind of understand like I guess the both worlds or whatever but um you know not everybody is like that not everybody grew up like that and not to say that like it's completely not their fault that they're not you know being more empathetic or doing anything but in a way that type of ignorance like can't be helped Mm. I guess because like if if I were to say like when we were talking about white men how the you know rules and regulations and kind of like culture has been brought up by because of them like I think there was another like Instagram post or something this woman was debating on um like why she had to go to the bathroom so much, she had her period. And um, one of like the board members or something said, oh, why don't you just stop it? What? This grown man literally did not know that you couldn't stop a period. Oh, he thought my- that you held it out, held it in like you oh,
1: like were going to use the restroom to
0: like urinate or that anything.
1: That can't be real. So, Please tell me that's not real.
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I I hope he got like fired if it was or something like that, but it's it's just sad that like some people don't aren't like they weren't grown up he maybe grew up just with his dad or something and he didn't think that it was important you know to learn about the menstrual cycle oh I'm sure he did not just grow up with his (laughs) dad he's just ignorant I mean that's don't doubt. not to like excuse complete (laughs) ignorance or anything like that but you know what I mean like some people just you can't understand it unless you've gone through it but also if you don't see it at least once a day, you know? You
1: know what, I agree. I don't know you, if this is making any sense. No, 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 that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, and good. <laughs> you know what, and I, I agree with you to a point. Um, because yeah. I do, like, I completely agree with you for your generation. I think your generation goes to like the age of 21, maybe 22. I think Gen Z might actually, that they might top out at 23 right now. But I, yeah. I, I completely agree because you are, still very you get the generation is still very young and a big part of your experience is based on what you have been exposed to right so yeah. i agree with you for your generation uh, when as we get older and we are exposed to more things then you have to be accountable you know yeah. and you're responsible it's not just based on what your your family or your environment exposed you to you know it's it becomes a matter of you looking at the world and seeing the things that are happening around you and being accountable and responsible for those things so i agree for your for your generation i really do because it is most of your years are still under somebody else's household you know, um, and, yeah. and in an environment which hopefully was a loving environment and, and one that's protective with protected where you've been sheltered mm-hmm. as we as as parents, you want to protect your kids as much as possible from the evils and things that we know are bad in this world. So from that perspective, I completely agree and I get it. But I feel that once you. Once you start to get older, you know, and you have more years under your belt, you have, you are making decisions on your own. You're no longer, you know, you're, you're not right now a big part of what you see and in your influence is through the lives of the people that you live with, through your family members, through you know your close friends. But as you get older and you expand your 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 world you'll see things through, through your own lenses. And that's the, that's the space where people, I feel like people should be more accountable. Like there's, to Molly's point, there's no excuse for that man being a grown, a whole grown man okay, <laughs> and making a statement like that. That's pure ignorance. Yeah. It just makes no sense. And that's all on him. Yeah.
2: But I also think for um, Natalia's generation, that is why... I think so, the reasoning behind some of these colleges asking for kids to do community service so they get out of their own environment mm-hmm. into point. helping yeah. others and understanding yeah, sure. how others, you know, live. And I think kids have then taken it because this is what people do. It's another box to yeah. check as opposed to mm-hmm. looking at it as yep. an opportunity to actually have a new experience around people that were different. Yeah, or that's are a good point. Than you. Mm-hmm
0: yeah and then,
2: <laughs> so even you know if they can't so it, it, if it, start, it starts young where you start tuning things out and just trying to get it done so as you get older you probably tune out even more because there's more for you to tune mm. out
0: but after a certain age you definitely should know better at least at, during like some some instances like come on every, everybody knows about not, a period <laughs>
2: <laughs> we, 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 it, will, it will not. make life it will be <laughs> no, right Right. Yeah. It would make life a lot better, I think, if people were more conscientious around learning and, and taking the initiative to learn about others. I mean, even if it's just men learning more about women, like right, just basic right, stuff, right. you know.
0: Yeah. I think just because like we do it, live in this kind of culture where it's like, oh, it's all about me and like progressing as myself and like doing the best for myself. Um, which is good for like self-empowerment and self-improvement, but also with that, like kind of competitive nature, like there's no space for empathy or there's no space for, um, like helping others. And I think it is getting better with my generation because, you know, now, um, like I have a lot of friends, even myself, like we go out and we do like community service hours or charity work because we want to like, Oh, you know, there's a beach cleanup or something it's a nice day out why don't we all go together we'll make a cool day out of it or something like that or oh you know um i got a little extra money on my paycheck this month maybe i'll just give you know five dollars ten dollars to this uh charity that's gonna do something better than like i don't know me spending on like two mcdonald's meals you know stuff like that i think it is getting better but it i don't know it takes time
1: it does it does yep
2: it does
0: So, Dames, clearly there are more than just two sides to this issue. There's an infinite number, I think, basing on people's different situations. But um, is there anything that you would like to say on how to kind of deal with these expectations or if people want to be productive, like how they can find the balance between, you know, oh, I should really do this, I should, and like, oh, you know maybe I actually do want to do this and I'll fit it within my schedule of things that I, you know, of my family or my job, like any, anything that you would want to add on to that?
3: So for me, one of the things that's been really helpful has been balancing things that are, um, that help me center and really kind of I sort of relax, but more just kind of ground myself in, in what's going on and trying to really limit the amount of news I'm reading, but making sure that I'm reading very reputable news and, you know, staying aware of the reality of the situation um, while also doing things around the apartment that, you know, are home improvement projects, but I also find them fun and I normally, you know, probably would never get around to them. Um, So trying to do some of that and then also thinking more, um, more long-term and I'm not, you know, looking to write a book or to start my new business or, Um, you know, I've only exercised twice, which I feel bad about, but, um, uh, but trying to set goals for myself that are realistic. So what are things that I, I would be doing, I should be trying to get in the habit of doing anyway, regardless of the situation, um, you know, reading more, looking at, you know, what, trying to think through like professional development and all of that things that I normally would, should be focusing on, but have put to the side. So Trying to like find the balance between those yeah. those things, um, and
1: and and for me it's um it, 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 it I'm trying to like summarize it, but one thing for me is recognizing what I can and what I can't control. Right, so there are that means for me to stay informed uh, about what's happening around me. I don't want to be ignorant, you know, and and bury my head in the sand, but to stay mm-hmm. informed about how thing what, what's happening out there and know that. The, there are certain parts of it that I can't control, but what I can control is to protect myself and my family as much as possible, right? So that means making sure that I'm making smart choices when we have to go outside and, 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 and interact and knowing, as I mentioned earlier, it's difficult for me to stay in the house. I, I go out, you know, probably five days out of a week. I'm outside, whether it's taking a walk or running to the market or, or, or something like that. So it's understanding what I can and can't control and the things that I can control um, do the best that I can as far as the pandemic is concerned. And the other thing for me is really filling my time. And I'm a, I'm consulting right now. So it's not like, you know, I'm not dealing with what Molly's dealing with, where she's on one Zoom call after the other. You know, it's project-based work. So uh, I'm sitting down for five or six hours a day working on my project and then the rest of the day I I will I'm working out you know I'm working out more more regularly I am um, taking walks or 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 taking a run outside when when the weather permits Um, I am yeah I've definitely been guilty of binging a few programs but if that has and I when I've done it I it's not I'm not doing it every day, but when I do it, it's for my pleasure. Again, it's something to fill up fill, fill up the time. I've taken courses on LinkedIn, um, their LinkedIn Learning, uh, to to just really expand my knowledge base as much as as much as I can. But for me, it's filling up my time, and and I do I ground everything in in my faith. I, I do so for me, my piece is also knowing that I can stop and pray and get grounded and reconnect with god and then be prepared to move on to to the next to the next thing that 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 i need to to do to keep me feeling sane and filling up my time
2: yeah that's good i mean i guess for me it's just giving myself permission um, not to do things sometimes, um, and not and just kind of moving on and not feeling bad about it. Cause I am a person who likes to work out and I generally work out, you know, six to seven days a week. And then there have just been days where I'm like, you can do 20 minutes, just 20 minutes. You don't even have to do a whole half hour, a whole 45 minutes, just 20 minutes. And I'm just like, I don't feel like it. And finally, instead of pushing myself to do that 20 minutes, I just don't do anything. And I'm like, okay. And you know what? The world continued to turn. You know, like nothing major happened because I didn't do it. So, um, and you know, my body didn't change overnight, you know. So it's like just giving myself those permissions. It's I'm not a morning person. I would love to be a morning person. So I'm like, maybe this is a time for me to be a morning person. (laughs) No. And then I'm like, it ain't happening, you know, so I'm just just okay with that and and like working on being okay with me during this time. I'm hoping on the other side of that then I'll just continue to be okay whatever happens yeah. when we're and out of funny, this.
1: This is the other thing that's interesting to me. We are only talking about three months. You know, and so we, we, when we're talking about writing a book and Saving the world, like, it feels like forever, <laughs> really like,
0: exactly.
1: In this period of time.
0: So, you have to yeah. Prepared. Like, we gotta and be realistic. To your mind, I feel like it's been like 10
1: years. <laughs> realistic we are talking about a few months, you know? So. Yeah, <laughs> <Yep. You're> right. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. It's only really been three months. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> not even, really, right? May's not even done. Right,
2: exactly. Exactly.
0: No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my take on it is kind of like, uh, I guess to put it in layman's terms, like, what you do with your time or how you spend it is up to you. And it's nobody else's business. Like, your life is, you know, it's the most important thing to you. You do what makes you happy. And, like, if you have other responsibilities or if you have a big family or if you you know, live alone or just with your spouse, then you can include those things into doing like things that you want to do. If you want to clean out your deck or remake the kid's room or something like that, make it a game with your kids. That way you spend time with them. You keep them occupied, probably want to take a nap right after and you do something that makes you feel fulfilled. Or if you literally just want to watch 10 episodes of Grey's Anatomy, not saying that that's what I do. (laughs) Um, (laughs) like right before bed after a very long day of work you can watch those 10 episodes watch an 11th if you want if you just want to take a nice bubble bath or have a glass of wine with your significant other that is okay you don't have to you know be the next elon musk or like bill gates or anything like that it it really has been three months even though i can't believe it (laughs) um, these i think like These are unrealistic expectations to do such big, big things that, like, if you couldn't do them before and you still have a very full schedule, even in quarantine, it's kind of hard to, like, keep packing things onto your already full schedule. So just be kind to yourself. Be not so you know nitpicky about what you should or shouldn't be doing that's totally up to you it's not up to social media or your friends or your coworkers or anybody else even your family it's just up to you and I think that's what everybody really forgets you know and in, in the grand scheme of things if you have any questions you can email us at dame talk 4 at gmail.com that's dame talk and the number four at gmail To learn more about us and these topics, check out our website at dametalkpodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks so much for listening. This is Dame Talk. We don't know everything, but we know enough.